Welcome to Medspectives, the podcast about health professionals, the stories of their practice, and their diverse perspectives into the world around us. I'm your host, Arvind Rajan, and on today's episode, we're joined by Dr. Murugeshan Thangaraju. This episode is a little bit different as we're not hearing specifically from someone actively practicing medicine, but instead from a clinical researcher with immense health implications. Dr. Thangaraju is a clinical researcher at Duke University studying smoking cessation therapies. He played a key role in developing an instrumental technology called nicotine pyruvate, which is a much easier method that people can use to quit smoking. He also talks about the implications of smoking in youth and the new wave of vaping-related illnesses that may arise. He even founded an organization to combat tobacco addiction in his hometown in India, where he discovered just how little people know about the ill consequences of smoking. There's a lot more we talked about in the episode, and I hope you enjoy. Today, we have Dr. Murugeshan Thangaraju. How are you doing today, sir? Yeah, doing great, Aravind. Uh, how are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm really glad to have you on the show. Um, we were talking a little bit before um, we started recording, but um, Dr. Thangaraju has so much experience in, in the field of smoking cessation and um, has developed novel technologies. And so we have a lot to talk about here. Um, I think we'll just start um, with your initial interest in smoking cessation. So um, I know you studied pharmacology throughout your academic career. When did you start um, your interest in smoking cessation? Was it something maybe you saw like in your community um, or something you saw through research or what was that stimulus? Okay, excellent point to start with. And uh, as you know that I did uh, uh, my doctorate in the pharmacology, general pharmacology, when I came to Virginia Tech for my postdoctoral research studies, where I, I started uh, working on the link between Parkinson's disease and uh, cigarette smoking. So during that course of the period, I have been uh, uh, testing a real uh, sample from the smokers, how their monoamine oxidase levels impacted due to the smoking. So the Parkinson's disease is nothing but the uh, dopaminergic uh, deficit uh, disease. Uh, and it is uh, monoamine oxidase is the enzyme which is responsible for metabolism of the dopamine. So in other words, there was a theory that uh, people, those who smoke cigarette will get benefit, particularly the Parkinson's disease, people felt very happy. In other words, they got some beneficial effect from smoking cigarettes. So I wanted to find out what is the real link, why Parkinson's disease people are feeling better after smoking cigarettes. It's not the nicotine present in the cigarette smoke. It was the another chemical that's called monoamine oxidase inhibitors that is present in the tobacco leaves, uh, helpful to suppressing the monoamine oxidase enzyme level in the brain. So indirectly, it allows the dopamine uh, available for longer time in the smokers. So that availability of the dopamine uh, in their brain for longer time was helpful in order to have some beneficial effect on their uh, symptoms of the Parkinson's disease. So during that time, I realized that, okay, this is okay. Uh, what I am doing is okay to find out uh, what is responsible for the uh, beneficial effect of Parkinson's disease. But overall, during that time, I came to know that there are more than 8 million people are dying because of the only one habit of smoking in the entire world. That's, it's, it's amazing to know that approximately about 10% of the world death every year is happening 
with respect to the world population approximately 8 billion people 8 right. million people are dying every year because of the only one habit that could be completely preventable right that is smoking and, and you you said that um i think you you make a statement um where your vision is to see a tobacco free world and you you make it sound like it's very feasible right like as long as all these groups of people like um parents teachers lawmakers scientists physicians all work together very efficiently and well it's it's a vision that can be seen right perfectly correct it's not like a one person cannot solve all the problem so we need to have a concerted effort in order to you know come up uh, definitely we it's really achievable uh, particularly we have lot of products uh, available nowadays uh, although one product does not fit everyone we have to individually tailor the treatment for each smokers but definitely it's achievable it is it we needs a concerted effort from all the categories physician doctors scientists teachers parents parents should be a role model basically the smoking uh, in order to prevent the smoking in the youth i would say that prevention could be achieved by two people one is pa- one category is parents another one is teachers parents should be a role model not using any tobacco products so the kids will know that you know that uh, they are really uh, uh, role model for not using any drugs and teachers should in the school campus teachers should educate the young kids about ill consequences of uh, tobacco or any addiction liability products mm-hmm. and it's interesting with addiction like you said um like with parents sometimes like you know people might not be raised in a in a well environment and so that smoking trait gets like passed down you know generation to generation um and smoking just continues and people might want to stop right but like you said earlier the addictive nature of it makes it very hard to stop um with your research like have you seen patients like you know that are very eager to stop but physically are not able to stop yeah exactly that's a fantastic question because we have seen people they quit very at the first attempt we saw several people could not do it even though they are 100% willing to do because when we analyze the data we found out that those people who started smoking at the early age particularly when they are teen teenagers they are having a very hard time to quit the smoking so the during the developmental brain developmental stage that's a from uh, uh, from uh, 13 to 18 or 19 if anyone starts smoking even though they are 100% willing to quit their physical and psychological things is really making them not able to abstain for longer time so the critical age is teen Yeah, if anyone starts smoking during the teen it's going to end up in the adulthood and it's going to be very difficult for them to quit from the habit right and so when you for you, for you personally after um your postdoc at virginia tech um transitioning to your career at duke um studying more about smoking cessation what was your shift in your focus then did you go more general after um virginia tech in doing parkinsons or were you specific in studying a particular aspect of smoking that's a good question because when i was in virginia tech i was working with animal models okay it was uh, related to animal testing and other things so when 
after when i after i thought of applying to couple of university virginia commonwealth university and duke i got two offers okay then during that time that was a very critical for me to analyze okay which direction we need to go because duke is really involved with the human subjects real real world examples what we have been i was doing in virginia tech and uh, was related to preclinical studies in animal so i took the decision of going to the duke because it's where i can see direct uh, impact how it's really affecting the humans so i came to duke as a uh, research uh, associate senior i was involved in the bioanalytical development of some method development for the uh, nicotine and metabolites analyze analyze in the blood sample and biological samples then uh, since our center director was uh, one of the pioneer in the field of smoking cessation re- nicotine replacement therapy i we i involved to develop some medication that could potentially help smokers to get rid of the habit that was my right. focus because the pro- currently available product was not uh, sufficient enough in order to because from the clinical trials from the, the real human subject i came to know so not, none of the product none of the currently available product right. is really helping more than 20% people only only under 20% people only was able to quit from the cigarette smoking so right and you you did that right you exactly. you revolutionized you revolutionized the field um Uh, like you said you're you're like um the director of the program was the founder of the the nicotine patch correct the, yes dr um, jed rose uh, mm-hmm. uh his name is dr jed rose and uh, he was the invent, uh, inventor of the nicotine replacement therapy that is nicotine transdermal delivery system that's right. a nicotine patch currently called right. in the market and so you came and you're like we need something more we need to solve the issue that that came um with that low success rate um and you developed nicotine pyruvate would tell us about that story exactly so so with respect to nicotine patch and uh, as a uh, nicotine patch you know that it's a very slow delivery to the lung uh, not sorry not to the lung to the blood stream if you can have a nicotine patch that could that's one way it's good that it's a controlled delivery it can deliver throughout the day 24 hours and uh, but the amount of nicotine getting into the blood stream is limited but what smoker are experiencing when they smoke the cigarette they are getting a boost nicotine boost within 5 minutes to the brain they right. the nicotine from the cigarette smoke rapidly absorbed in the lungs and uh, reaching the brain very rapidly because through i have we have done some other research how, with how many minutes it takes to reach the uh, brain it takes 5 uh, to 10 minutes within 5 to 10 minutes whatever nicotine uh, they inhaled uh, to the lung reaching the brain so so smokers will feel completely satisfied with the dose of nicotine upon finishing the cigarette that means wow. the speed of the nicotine is so much so they are completely satisfied so during my um, joining date with the duke i we have seen shortcomings of nicotine replacement therapies okay that time there was no lung, pulmonary delivery of nicotine product available so we initiated a project uh, to develop a pulmonary nicotine delivery system with minimum tax, tox, toxicity when compared to 
cigarette smoke you will be uh, you will be astonished to see that one puff of cigarette smoke has got more than 8000 chemical can you believe it so wow. that's what people say that a very famous expert in our field say in london uk dr mike russell he say that people smoke for nicotine but they die from the tar tar is nothing but total aerosolized residue they people really need to get the nicotine but unfortunately there was no other product available in the market to satisfy them with the nicotine pulmonary delivery that's why they are using the cigarette but the diseases related to cigarette smoking are not directly linked to the nicotine alone it linked to other carcinogens present in the cigarette smoke as i out of 8000 chemicals so right. so the mm-hmm. right the, sorry the the goal is to just provide the nicotine and cancel out all the tar basically right exactly if you come up with a product that could deliver only the pure nicotine to the lung it's going to really help the people uh, smokers because so, so nicotine is not new to the smokers they wanted the nicotine so if they if you provide the nicotine to the speed how they get it from the nicotine uh, cigarette smoking then it's completely going to replace the cigarette that's a uh, 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 objective of our project and uh, very we are very fortunate to come up with the technology and uh, it's going to serve the people uh, to get rid of the cigarette smoke cool and so um you spend about 10 years developing um the uh, nicotine pyruvate how long was that process Um, exactly so in uh, in order to get the eureka moment of uh, uh, finding out here what is the right combination of acid and base in order to create a instant aerosol that could be reached to the lung it took about 5 to 7 years that is the laboratory scale uh, model once after that one in order to bring that uh, entire uh, model as a handheld device it took another 2 to 3 years to miniaturize the in, in order to bring to the real life like the the shape of the cigarette you know right what i have been doing was using conical flask and uh, other things to uh, really test the acid base reaction to form the aerosol and other stuff but uh, how to bring those laboratory uh, technology into a real world in the particularly in the handheld device took 3 years so so overall it took about 10 years i would say okay perfect and this technology is really unique because um like you said they had the patch which was like the dermal trans um transmitting to the blood but that took like at least 30 minutes um as well as the inhaler which caused um irritation right in the lungs because you would take the inhaler and you just have it in your mouth and you would un- be unable to get all of that nicotine even to your lungs and when it gets there it would already be some time past so it's it's really interesting to to hear that this replacement therapy did not only replace the nicotine itself but it replaced the experience of smoking right because you're able to the way it's it's transmitted or the way it's operated is similar to that of a cigarette right right you are right ravin uh, because as i um, as you uh, alluded into that nicotine vapor inhaler that's already approved by for the um, purchase and it's available in commercial market 
that is nothing but a vapor form it's a pure nicotine loaded into a cartridge upon inhaling you will get the vapor the vapor will never reach the lung vapor will be deposited only in the upper airways and the buccal delivery system only in the mouth so it again it's not a it's a relatively better product than the nicotine patch but it's not the ultimate product that the smokers really need because they need to have something exactly similar they need to have a ritual of holding something into their hand that really the current nicotine vapor inhaler satisfy that one holding is satisfied but they don't inhale a smoke kind of aerosol product they it's invisible vapor is invisible so also they cannot uh, feel that they exhaling something so they can really see okay what is we inhaled what is is coming out so although it is satisfied little bit of the nicotine part it's not really as well as the ritual of holding into the hand it does not really satisfy all the psychological ritual the really smokers really feel well they are smoking cigarette so right. that's the that's a um, key point here when compared to what is the difference between the products available in the market what we we came up with what we came up with uh, technology acid base reaction form instant aerosol that smoke and uh, that smoke has a particle size of about un- under 1 micron that's exactly fitting well very well fitting with the particle size of the smoke in the cigarette smoke so the particle size really matters with respect to a delivery system because based on the particle size you can tell how efficient it's going to be deposited into the lungs which part of the lungs it going to be deposited in order to get maximum absorption as well as maximum quick uh, uh, delivery you need to get it into the alveoli alveoli is a huge surface area so you can get more quicker absorption so that way that uh, technology what we developed with uh, uh, in duke is much uh, more advantages when compared to the currently available paper inhaler It's it satisfies awesome. both ritual of psychological ritual and pharmacological uh, experience everything right and it's cheap right it in the price aspect it should be cheaper than whatever available currently but it's uh, we don't have control on that it's mm-hmm. uh, we already sold the patent to the company they are developing the product the cost and other things will be fixed by them but we came to know that their idea is providing the product as cheaper than uh, more cheaper than the cigarette that's what they they have told us they yeah, that's really exciting yeah <laughs> that's amazing um to see like your your vision is kind of you know coming full circle like you're able to see like okay this product is almost at that stage where people will be able to use it to quit tobacco and quit smoking right correct so the because that's this is a uh, I, uh, i would say that uh, with respect to the technology uh, it's a perfect you cannot uh, complain on this technology because uh, also uh, we cannot see that anything is going to be better than this one it's not like i am saying that my research is better but this is a ultimate product uh, really we wanted to see in the market because this is going to help uh, provide the same experience to the smoker how they experience from the cigarette smoke so mm-hmm. we will see and wait and see how the people are uh, uh, experiencing this product and then we can uh, tweak little bit in order to 
fill them more better there are a lot of uh, things we can still improve based on the uh, market uh, feedback you know right. that product see for example we feel that there we also we suspect that maybe few more chemical that is already present the tobacco could be added to the nicotine in order to satisfy some part of the pharmacological action as i alluded before that monoamine oxidase inhibitor we can add into the uh, we can add the coming up with coming up with a clean product is very challenge you can add any product but it's right. <laughs> adding is not good yes yes exactly the, the, we wanted to come up with a very clean medicinal use of nicotine that's what our goal right so that's why we came up with we can add according to the need we can add up anything according to feedback mm-hmm. from the smoke and with smoking cessation in general talking now like over your um years of of practice um you probably interacted with a lot of people that are you know interested in in stopping smoking right have you had conversations with these people to see like you know how dedicated how committed are they to quitting what are the obstacles that they're facing to quitting um and just any kind of like anecdotes you've you've had with patients in general yes overall uh, i don't directly involve with the patient but we review the patient uh, uh, history and other documents from that what we came to know that um, and the people those who enrolled in our studies are uh, more than 70% of the people are fully committed fully committed based on the health the ill consequences of health there lot of people are struggling with a lot of respiratory copd and other diseases they really wanted to help but unfortunately those people who started smoking during the teenage time are having a very tough time very difficult for them to quit because they are both physiologically and psychologically addicted you can either even though you satisfy them with only pure nicotine the other chemical whatever they have been using whatever they have been inhaling is uh, has been seems to be making some something that for them not able to quit completely and stay abstinent so even a single treatment plan it does not work with the people who started a very early age i mean during the teenage so in my opinion anyone who started smoking during teenage have had a hard time in giving up the product uh, sorry product sense cigarette giving up the uh, cigarette even if they give up within one or two months they ha- they got relapse and ha- they have lot of other issues they have to go back to the cigarette unfortunately so because currently there is no uh, good product available in order to satisfy them the way how cigarette smoking satisfied so right. the people those who started little during the adulthood after 20s and other things they were able to help they were able to quit successfully by using the available pharmacological treatment a lot of products available nicotine replacement therapy and other uh, nicotine partial agonist like uh, chantix and there are other psychological uh, psychoactive medicine also in the clinical trials but overall success rate still remain under 25% overall success mm-hmm. rate for long term abstinence they, they right. for 6 months their success rate might look all oh, great but uh, if you leave them for another only 6 uh, months 
they are going back to the cigarette so as right. of now as of now whatever treatment available it's not uh, helping to quit them now more than 25% right and so you said um there's both that physiological aspect and the psychological aspect of of smoking right so even if someone i like says that you know they have the will power to start to stop smoking there's also that physiological where like your body starts giving symptoms what kind of symptoms were you seeing in people that were trying to stop smoking great that's a very good great question because nicotine has been uh, linked to uh, release of several neurochemicals in the brain the, but the main chemical that is responsible for the uh, the happiness or whatever you say from the smoking is achieved through the dopamine dopamine is a neurochemical which is responsible for the, that's otherwise known as happy neurochemical that will make people happy so that's a happy hormone you can even call dopamine as a neurohormone as well as they've got uh, so what will happen during uh, the people if anyone smokes cigarette there are two things is happening in the brain one is the neuro uh, nicotine receptor nicotinic receptor in the brain is multiplied upon smoking a cigarette in other words if the normal normal brain has certain number of neuro uh, uh, nicotinic receptor that is really responsible for releasing the dopamine in normal body function okay that's everyone has an nicotine receptor everyone has a certain amount of dopamine in the brain upon what will happen when the people start smoking the nicotine is going to just suddenly increase the level of dopamine in the brain just a boost of dopamine release all of a sudden because of nicotinic effect okay then what will happen the nicotine in order to accommodate the huge influx of the nicotine into the brain the brain will have to up regulate the nicotine receptor in order to give mm-hmm. space for the overall huge influx of the nicotine so in other words smokers brain will have more nicotinic receptor than non smokers brain mm-hmm. okay oh so it needs to fill all those receptors in exactly. order to to be exactly. happy exactly what will happen if the smoker suddenly stopped smoking he has got already more number of nicotinic receptor okay for the non smoker the dopamine will be released without any outside influence or any, anything taken inside but for the, uh, the smoker he has very little amount of uh, dopamine but he has got lot of nicotinic receptor so the happiness will not be there because he's a, he, because of the upregulated nicotine receptor this normal function of the dopamine will not make them happy they need more amount of dopamine in order to feel just like the normal smoker it's not the, overall the, the ad, highly addicted smoker will have more problem after some time after certain years they are not really experience a happiness what they experience when they smoke the very first cigarette they have to keep smoking in order to function like the non smoker the normal life cigarette will be part of the normal routine for them in order to function just normally but they have started the product to feel high but do but uh, for the time when the the more number of cigarette they smoke 
it will keep them addicted it will keep the up regulation of the nicotinic receptor in the brain so if they suddenly leave the product they will go to the withdrawal symptom they have go a lot of depression they, they don't feel the happiness they right. completely depressed so many of uh, withdrawal symptoms they experience so after some time they have to keep smoking in order to be normal not high that's right. very very important point i wanted to make so the it's better is prevention is better it's better not to touch even a single smoke uh, single cigarette if anyone start single cigarette they are going to be some people are going to be addicted to it very soon right so yeah, like you said it starts at those um it starts with a concerted effort right everyone saying like to not even begin smoking because once you get that high level of receptors it'll never go down right you just have to keep fulfilling those exactly receptors. it will go down a very recent research shows that if you successfully through proper treatment if you successfully quit the smoking that up regulated nicotinic receptor will go down in two or three years it will take two to three years it depends again individual i mean i cannot generalize anything but right. it there is a possibility there is a way it will go down but it should be uh, through proper treatment plan it cannot all of they cannot quit cold turkey they cannot simply just like that they cannot quit and they cannot stay abstinent for longer time so it should right. be uh, uh, should be guided through the proper treatment strategy right and i think it's interesting that you took this passion right you discovered this through research and then you became very passionate about the study of smoking cessation and you you understand it throughout society right you understand the um the aspect that this is a concerted effort everyone needs to know how everyone needs to play a role in it um and then you took it back to 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 india right you founded you made a foundation um to combat tobacco addiction in your hometown um can you tell us about that experience of of taking your expertise and knowledge that you acquired through this research to give back to your community definitely so i feel very obligated uh, to spread the information whatever i learned uh, for the benefit of our people or globally and more particularly um, the people those who don't know the real the ill consequences of tobacco tobacco consumption in any form and every form is health hazards it in any or every form of the tobacco product will cause harm to the body harm to the society harm to the environment so i wanted to take that message uh, tobacco consumption is uh, in the form of uh, smoking or chewing will definitely impact human lives in uh, several ways i wanted to spread the information to um, the people uh, mostly in the villages in uh, tanjavur district in india because uh, uh, if you see the current trend uh, with respect to the smoking cessation the developed countries we see a very uh, uh, appreciable decline in the smoking rate but if you take the developing country the smoking rate is rapidly increasing the other way so in the developed countries people uh, realize and a lot of awareness program in place so they you see the drop in the uh, smoking cigarettes and in the developing countries the smoking still keep on increasing every year so i thought that let us work with a small uh, the district where i came from 
i formed a, i started a trust in order to create awareness about the ill consequences of the tobacco uses in various form to the small villages and uh, provide them what are the possible treatment option available uh, through a medical practitioners so these are the two things i wanted to do through my trust and uh, through my foundation during um, one particular uh, uh, year i interviewed more than 27 tobacco consumer in our village and uh, i it's a surprising fact and it was uh, unfortunate to learn that um, more than 75% of the tobacco users in the village really do not know tobacco is really bad for them Wow. they thought that tobacco is helping them because they said several reason how why they started the tobacco product some people say that they were the uh, daily farming workers okay laborers when they they in order to postpone the hunger in order to postpone the meal time they started the chewing tobacco you know that tobacco nicotine has the appetite control property it's one of the pharmacology of the tobacco nicotine is it control appetite that's why it some people wrongly use nicotine as a weight control program something like that it's not wow. it's one property of the nicotine is it controls the appetite so some laborer who works in the farming field they started using the product uh, tobacco because they wanted to uh, really delay the meal time another people uh, another part of the reason why they started uh, using the product some people said that i felt a headache after i started chewing tobacco i felt relieved that is one property of the nicotine nicotine also relieve headache through the neurotransmitter endorphin it will increase the release of endorphin in the brain there is a very very fit of pharmacological action with the nicotine but without the other side effect of the tobacco product they some people started smoking they don't know what other chemical will do for the health they thought that nicotine smoking is good because they that relieved the headache that uh, really delayed the poor, uh, appetite i mean controlled the appetite and delayed the meal time so for them the purpose is solved they wanted to get rid of but that's why they started unfortunately they have to keep doing it because of addiction addictive liability of the nicotine now mm-hmm. they are suffering with a lot of health consequences like uh, upper respiratory rest some people got lot of uh, many people got copd when i took them for a, a free medical camp and evaluation many people has issue with lot of people lost the tooth lot of people has a oral cavity ulcers it may might change to oral cancer so on forth so what i wanted to emphasize here is people we may we may think that everyone knows the ill consequences of tobacco but the for some reason they are not stopping it's not true with respect to uh, the uh, villages i uh, visited in india many more than 70% of the people do not know the ill consequences of tobacco consumption so our my foundation really focusing on creating the awareness through videos uh, tele screening videos uh, from the uh tobacco control organization to them how tobacco impacting the health in addition to that how that tobacco also impacting the uh, average income of poor people money how they are 
using it's amazing to see in particularly two families more than 50% of the monthly income goes to getting the tobacco product unbelievably when you wow. calculate how they are spending money without knowing the reason so that's that's what i am trying to help i am just started helping and in the future i wanted to engage out of my retirement everything i wanted to really engage in full fledged activities on this part uh, in india that's my goal yeah that's exciting like especially like by the time you know you're done um you know and once you retire there's probably going to be even more technology out um that will enable that to happen and you know you could be that source where you're bringing it to people that wouldn't have access to it right like you you have all this expertise and knowledge that you will be able to disperse here um it, it, that's just absolutely crazy to me because we feel like especially in the US like we all understand that smoking is bad but it's just been a societal like thing where like if your mother smoked or your father smoked most likely you're going to smoke too because you saw them doing it um and it just it just came in but then seeing that this is something that people are doing for the side effects of um nicotine or the 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 immediate gratification that it gives and then the costs that it gives later on that they don't know of is just that's amazing right yes yes exactly so that's what people that's what i think even um i heard that um, even in uh, some part of the us still this awareness is not there smoking is bad that's what in the rural population in the, in the village we encounter few people uh, from the rural area of this our uh, state they said that uh, oh really we do not do not know uh, this many chemical present the cigarette smoke that whatever diseases we are having is related to that other chemical carcinogen present they thought that it's because of the nicotine you know, but it's right. not really true there is no solid evidence to say that the nicotine is linked to any any kind of cancer all cancers related to other chemical present the cigarette smoke so still we need to educate people here and even developing countries uh, sorry in the developed country about the uh, the uh, which part of the smoking is really causing the diseases so right. because some people okay the nicotine the uh, cigarette causing illness to me why should i take the nicotine replacement therapies so it's again going to get i am going to get the same kind of disease that's is not true because the diseases whatever they are getting from the smoking is not linked to the nicotine it's linked to other chemicals other pyrolysis torque exactly yeah. so those people think that nicotine is linked to chemical they don't want to switch to nicotine replacement therapy that's a problem we have to mm-hmm. educate the doctor like people young doctors like you are going to be a medical professional so you should educate the people like uh, nicotine is really not bad for smokers you have already inhaled the nicotine but the other chemical present the nicotine is really causing the illnesses so you better switch to the nicotine replacement therapy you will really reduce a lot of harm in your body that's what that message still lacking to spread to the public uh, through the medical professional i am it's not like a, a, the overall saying that nicotine is smoking is bad that is definitely everyone knows in the developed countries but which part of the Uh, smoking is really bad which part is okay which part is better to get rid of the product we cannot right. suddenly as of now there are two options is available one is keep smoking or quit completely 
so there is no in between product available in order to meet out that need you know for example mm-hmm. if anyone using the other drug of abuses like marijuana other thing they are available their maintenance therapies available for them to give the some dose of marijuana oil or something like that is available but but with respect to nicotine smoking there is no nicotine uh, delivered to them the way how nicotine uh, smoking cigarette delivers that's a problem that's a, we need to come up that's a technology what we came up will be definitely between two either use cigarette or use this product either mm-hmm. you keep continuing cigarette get all the diseases or move uh, switch to this product and reduce the harm so this uh, right. I, i cannot say that it's completely immediately going to satisfy everyone to quit completely as a smoking cessation product i would say that that going to help as a harm reduce harm reduction product it will right. definitely reduce the harm in the smokers yeah and it's interesting to see like the country comparison right like mm-hmm. do you where do you think the shortcomings are for i guess on like a policy level or a country level on tobacco cessation programs or smoking cessation i know like um when i studied abroad in malaysia they had on every single c- cigarette packet they had a picture of like some kind of like oral disease or some kind of like um you know ulceration or cancer in their mouth or some graphic picture to i guess to deter people from purchasing the product um here you know it feels like cigarettes are so accessible right like they sell them even in the store that uh you have to buy your medicine like the pharmacy itself sometimes sells it so it, what do you think the policy level issues are yeah i am not fully involved in the policy but i would uh, hope for the best uh, with respect to as you alluded into the example of malaysia and uh, even new zealand they came up with a Uh, almost 70% of the cigarette pack is covered with uh, the oral cancer or some kind of uh, uh, ugly big figures what right. will happen not ugly figure but that is really the figure uh, picture of what will happen if anyone uses the product so right uh, that will definitely deter the people from that that kind of packaging should be those people who wanted to initiate the use by looking at the picture they should deter from that you know so i think you are right perfectly right like we have to have a significant policy change here the cigarette pack should be covered with a lot of um, um, uh, disease related pictures uh, other things other information so that from that people at least the, uh, those people are uh, planning to initiate should deter from that yeah i, I like, think i'd like to get that uh, policy change here definitely but uh, we'll see <laughs> yeah we don't know maybe like especially with all the big corporations it becomes difficult but it's also interesting to see like especially in the last couple of years the abundance of e-cigarettes and vaping right as a alternative um to cigarette smoking there especially like you said the problem is a lot of the time where youth are becoming addicted to cigarettes right and those the problem with when youth become addicted is it's a long term um it affects them into their life and they have a strong addiction to it um and then when we look at e-cigarettes and vaping the big demographic actually that use it are all of teenage um age right so do you, I, it, it, the technology hasn't been around long enough to know the long-term consequences but if it's similar to tobacco 
then we could see like a second wave possibly of these addictions, right? What do you, what do you think about this, that scene of vaping? I agree with you, whatever you alluded into that, uh, it's, uh, as I mentioned before, whatever you inhale, it's going to have a huge addiction liability. Because whatever you inhale is going to create a rapid uh, uh, delivery to the brain. So it's going to definitely, uh, li uh, li uh, addiction liability is more with the inhalation product. The, in fact, the cigarette and the, I like this e-cigarette with respect to, with the perspective of smokers point of view, because for the smokers, it's really a better product when compared to the conventional cigarettes, but it should not, the, the way they marketed it, it's very bad. It, because it should not be available for the regular purpose, purchase. Should not be available as a purchasing a candy. It's currently available as purchasing as a candy. Anyone can go and buy it. The product was, the product is good. The way it's available in the market is not good because it's supposed to be regulated and it should be available for this only to the smokers, not to the uh, common people. It should be like according, like for example, as I mentioned, as you know, that nicotine vapor inhaler, the, the electronic cigarette should be, should be the better product than the nicotine vapor inhaler. So it should come through the prescription. It should only applicable, it should be purchased for the purpose of stop smoking, not for common use. So that's the problem. The way it's marketed, the way it's available in the e-cigarette is bad, but with respect to the product, it is better than smoking conventional cigarettes. I am, I am talking with respect to the smoker's point of view. I am not talking about you. Anyone using the electronic cigarette, they are going to get the same problem of how people uh, affected with the smoking cigarette. Because if anyone starts the electronic cigarette, that's going to be a gateway for going to the conventional cigarette. Because after some time, the amount of nicotine present in the electronic cigarette will not be sufficient for the uh, people right. who started with the electronic cigarette, then they will switch. It's going to be the other way around because until unless it's regulated, it's going to be a big issue for the next wave of, as you said, next wave of uh, smoking, uh, uh, vaping related Ill illnesses in the next generation. Right. It should be strictly available, strictly uh, marketed to the smokers, for them to quit the conventional cigarette. Not, should not be available to any other people uh, without yeah. prescription. And the scary thing is like our youth, I feel like we're getting used to tobacco being kind of a taboo, right? So like smoking is like, that's a very bad thing. And then um, vaping came and then everyone was like, oh, wow, that, you know, that person is vaping. That looks so cool. I want to do it too. And then it seems like another round of the same problem that we faced like decades ago almost, right? And it's just like history repeating itself. Exactly, right. How, if you look at that, how smoking started in, uh, the, I think, 300, uh, 3000 BC. And that's the time it started as a ritual in the, uh, it's kind of one kind of ritual in the religious events and other marriages. They thought that smoking a pipe or smoking or chewing 
it's kind of one kind of showing off their royalty and they it, it was a status symbol that time so only rich people could smoke uh, they display that uh, even in the pre old generation movie if you look at that movie only rich people with uh, uh, have the smoking uh, habits right because, with the pipe yeah yes exactly with the pipe so the the problem of uh, the widespread uh, smoking happened after the invention of cigarette making machine that was invented in 1700 in the 1700 cigarette making machine invented and it produced a mass number of cigarettes so it was a bad thing happened so so that that time people thought okay smoking cigarette it's a status symbol so the same way the youth are thinking about the e cigarette e cigarette is as equally harm to the conventional cigarette for anyone to start with it's going to have the same kind of addiction liability because it's pulmonary delivery going to the brain the level how it's going to but after some time the e cigarette the nicotine present the e cigarette is comparatively lower than the nicotine delivered from the cigarette so people uh, will move on to conventional cigarette that's a very very alarming situation for the people who started vaping so it should not be a starting product for the initiator should completely stop buying the product <laughs> right gotcha and thank you so much um dr thangaraju for your time um i know it's it's been a little bit over an hour um so i don't want to keep you too long but thank you for all your insight um i really appreciate it this is a very important topic to talk about i think that Uh, might you know we don't know that in depth that you that you talked about about these technologies that are being developed and maybe some of the the internal um problems with it so it was really really good to get that insight and thank you for that thank you for having me to uh i don't know how detailed i explained the things but briefly i think i covered whatever the points i think important for the public uh, on the ill consequences of uh, consuming tobacco product more particularly smoking so thank you so much okay, thank you hope you enjoyed listening to our conversation and thank you for sticking on until the end if you love perspectives be sure to follow us on spotify and drop us a review on apple podcasts it really helps us grow and we would really appreciate it also please send us a voice message and we'll feature it on our next episode basically all you have to do is go to the link in the episode description and you can easily make one at that link thank you and see you next monday Thank you.